Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for e-boys and e-girls. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what movie did you make us watch for a second time? I wanted to watch her because you're always talking about it's a, it's a masterpiece. It's wonderful. It's delightful. Tyler, you're a fool. Tyler, why are you like this? Tyler, what are you doing in my bedroom? These are the things that you say to me whenever <laughs> I bring up her. Okay. And now I was like, that's yeah. it. We're going to watch it again. I'm going to see what's going on because, you know. I didn't like it the last time, and I, you would know I played video games the entire time instead of actually looking at the screen. And, you know, I feel like, you know, it's, you know, it was fine. But you thought it's the you're like the best movie well, of all time. This That's is, what you said. It's special because this episode, I believe, was sitting in what we call the suck vault, which is a handful of episodes that for one reason or another... Uh, we're never released. So, you know, it's a fun, it's a do-over. We're here. We're doing yeah. it. You made us do it. You love the movie. Because otherwise, why would you make why would you have made us watch it twice? You know, that's all I have to that's all we needed to know. How many other movies on this podcast have we had to watch twice? You know? It's all a special day. It's a very special day. Oh. Well, Tyler, what if I gave us a little synopsis of the movie? Oh, I would be delightful. Can- be, we'll give our hot takes and we'll we'll get right in we'll get, get right, right into the guts of this of this one. Oh. Her is a movie set in the future about a lonely writer writer boy. Um and he gets a brand new artificially intelligent operating system assistant. He gets an Alexa basically. He gets an Alexa and uh, romance ensues, if you know what I mean. Tyler's movie is so special. It's so good. I really enjoyed this one. I think it's a great watch. You may not be surprised to know that Bailey did not like this movie, and it made her very uncomfortable. How did it go for you, Tyler? Cody, let me tell you. It's better than the first time, you know? Like, I like it was oh. good. And, you know, I was worried. As it started, I was like, have I made a mistake? Have I doomed us to just another, you know, seven, eight, twelve hour, however long this movie is, of awfulness? But it was, it was fine. It was, is very interesting. Um, I'd have some different perspectives on it. I would definitely mm-hmm. since the first time we watched it. You know, this is only the second time I've watched it. This is probably the what. First time you've watched it, Cody. I know you watch movies so infrequently that it seems to like tick the clock back. Because you're like, I love it. It's my favorite movie of all time. I've watched it three times. Right? Well, that's you. I watched this movie for this podcast two years ago. Yeah. And then I watched it for this podcast again the, this last week. So it's twice, twice a movie that you say is amazing and everyone should watch yes. and it's the best movie ever made. Seen it twice. Yeah, this is who all you movie snobs. This is who you're pinning your hopes and dreams to this man, this one, the man that watches his favorite movies ever once. I so said, can you trust? 
ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I may be just a small <laughs> town country lawyer, all right, but I contend that Cody doesn't know if that's his favorite movie. Whatever your favorite movie is, because you haven't seen it more than the first time you watched it. So maybe you were just having a good mood, you know? Oh, you've exposed me. I don't know. This feels, I feel dirty. I feel gross. Tyler, I need you to get over here. I need a sponge bath. Get over here. Come on. Get in here. I'm so far. Sponge bath me. I get you with it. Uh, Well, oh yeah, there it is. Right (laughs) to the webcam. That's nice. Well, Tyler, is there anything else to say before we dive in? I stand by something I said in the original version that no one has ever heard, but that I think this movie is just the quality of the movie is not lost by not actually watching the movie. I think that makes it a perfect date movie to make out with someone while you're. What are you trying to say? It's not romantic and won't drawing you closer together and spark the you're trying to say you're not going to get lucky while watching this movie you're crazy i mean i'll tell you bailey was like yeah we can't do anything tonight (laughs) i feel so gross (laughs) she could not handle anything from this movie it was it was great um yeah well with all that Uh, so we get right into it, Tyler. Let's get into it. We got our. We, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Who's going first, Cody? Who's on I mean, first? What? What's on second? Who? Um, why is on? Well, Tyler, I don't know. Did, look, do you need me to give you the juice? I mean, so you can rebut. I have a couple of notes. I I stopped taking notes, but I do have I have thoughts about the movie. OK. I have yeah. a lot more thoughts, whereas a part of the reason the movie I right, went into the suck vault just to enlighten the peeps who, you know, are just joining us a couple minutes into this podcast <laughs> is uh, it's the only one, to my knowledge, that is in there not for a technical reason. It's in there because I listened to it and I was like, this is bad. It sounds like I've been drugged and dragged there. Um, it also like recorded through a well, webcam, my like webcam There's one mic. that's in there for a racial slur. So I would say there are two that are in there for non-technical oh, reasons. Oh, that is a delightful one. That's the one that I had Pikachu going the whole time. I added out the racial slur one of these days. Slur. All right. Oh, man. It wasn't an intentional one. You know, it was inadvertent. It was inadvertent, it was but you know, it still should probably be edited out. You know, oh man, look, you talk about you know, Bill Nye the science guy, and some racist stuff comes out. There's nothing we can do about That's that. True. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Tyler, it sounds like you want to go first. It I sounds mean, I'll like do you're it. champing. I'll away. do it. I mean, you sound like you're half asleep, so I feel like you've absorbed. All of my hatred for the film, so I'm sorry that you don't like the film. But Cody, hop in my public transit, my un- nondescript train under the earth, and let's travel to Spoiler Town, USA, aka Shanghai, China. Okay, aka mm-hmm. Los mm-hmm. Angeles, California, or other cities, mm-hmm. a vague mm-hmm. future city. Mm-hmm. We're here. We're doing it. I'm going. Shut your face. All right. 
let's talk about this. I forgot that I call him Dino Lord because he's in the Jurassic Park. He's in the Star Lord. All right. He's Chris Pratt. He's also Mario. So Miss, so Mario Dino Lord Mario. All right. Was the receptionist. Oh, he's a gem. He's a gem. I stand. He was my favorite part. I said before, I think he was the only redeeming part in my in our previous uh, watch. And, uh, this time he's still probably the best part of the whole movie because he's there. Uh, there's some parts I'll get to him later that I love from him. He also not only is he fun and funny and amazing, but he also has what my favorite moment in the entire movie comes from him. And it's not a funny moment, which will shock you, Cody. I've grown as a person is what I'm saying. All right. These future ladies, all right, are insane. Okay, like they make the these make these current time ladies look mildly the exact same because they're all so crazy. Let's talk about single ladies and how they're insane, Cody. Can we agree on that? They're crazy. And in the future, they just get weirder. She asks him, they have phone sex. They choke. He's like, she's like, choke me with the dead. They're having phone sex, which for those of you who don't know, you're just talking to each other, pretending. It's like you play and make believe as a child, but it's sex. So it's not a child activity. Okay. That's very, let's make that clear. Okay. Mid thing, she says, choke me with the dead cat that's right there. And he, Shout out to Joaquin, okay? He yes-ands it, all right? He gets in there. He's doing it, all right? He's thinking of others before himself, okay? That's respect to this man. He's out there like, look, I'm going to take an L on this one so that you can get a hard W, all right? That's what he does, and I respect that man for it, okay? The high pants in this, Cody, you're my fashion guru. I'm going to need a nod because your face is a real pixelated, blurry mess. I can't see what subtle motions High pants, are they actually fashionable? Were they fashionable in 2013? Or is this Spike Jones saying this is the future? They were fashionable. You go F yourself, everyone who got into these high pants. That looks terrible. All right. You look however bad you thought like grandpa looked with his high pants. You look 10 times worse. All right. You look like the guy that gets he's out. He's out at the carnival. He's there. The little ball hits him in the face and he like. Gets a funny face it's like he's going to fight the carnival game, but it's a game where you punch it. So it's like the joke is he's going to punch it, which is what the game wants. But he's like, I'm going to fight you. <clears throat> and then he mean mugs it and he gets a high score. It's a funny gift. You can find it if you're brave enough. OK. You know, this, this whole thing, I said this game, this movie, I do say by like, I think this movie would make a fantastic book or audio, a drama. Right. I don't think. I liked the visual styles of it, right? I did. I uh, Before I didn't because, you know, I didn't watch it. I played Minecraft and it was delightful, all right? I built a world, all right? You were out here watching a movie about a sad man that writes letters. I was out here building worlds, okay? And this time, like a peon, I watched the screen. <clears throat> I did. There was a moment where I was looking at my phone, scrolling through like, some social media thing and i was just like i can't do this to cody again i have to watch the movie <laughs> and i put my phone down it's the movie i've watched i've spent the most time looking at the screen specifically because i didn't want you to be like you didn't even watch the movie <clears throat> but so they go they go through the thing this man he's just out here trying to find love right let's can we agree on that and we agree walking we also agree that walking phoenix not as good looking as people want him to be okay it's like people are like look there he is and it's like look man Walking Phoenix is a is a good actor. He did a great job as as a 
uh, is the Joker. Um, you know, he's out here, he's doing stuff, he's doing it. He's not, he's not as hot as he thinks he is, and he's not as hot as everybody thinks he is. All right, can we agree on that fact? This man is out here telling Olivia with Olivia Munn, right? Is that who it was? Olivia Wilde, Olivia Wilde. That he's not ready for a commitment. All right. I wanted to reach through the screen and smack this man. Okay. Like, what are you going to, what? I turned to my wife, my wife, my whiff. And I said, I would never turn down Olivia Wilde. And she said, that's fair. That's fair. That's my wife. That's a married man telling his wife that fact. And she said, that's fair. All right. Cause it is fair. I'm talking about one of the most attractive people on the face of the earth. Okay. You don't turn that down. <clears throat> that being said, I would definitely turn it down. If she busted through the door, I'd be like, what are you doing here? And she, you know, I would, you know, let's be clear on that. Not got, you know, we're not going down that road, Cody, but I would go down the road, but I wouldn't. Tyler, I'm going to, uh, before you go down that road, I'm going to have to stop you right there. All right. I'm going to stop you in your tracks. And, uh, I've got some things to say. Number one, you can't say no to Olivia Wilde because you have to know that's the closest you can get to Jason Sudeikis and Harry Styles through Olivia. By being close to Olivia Wilde, you'll know what it's like to be close to Jason Sudeikis and Harry Styles. Therefore, you have to say yes. It's the okay. same reason you have to say yes to Jake Gyllenhaal or Taylor Swift. You know, they've made the rounds. Therefore, it's like it's like those people become your step lovers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's yeah. what it's. That's why. All right. I have a question before you start, Cody, before you start, I have, oh, a, I have a very yeah. important question for you. Yeah. Who's the guy with all the tattoos from SNL? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Is, is he, is she one of his, has he gone through her yet? No. Has he got, is he, no, but his he way did up there yet? Uh, have a little fling with Kate Beckinsale, mm. who was the Olivia Wilde of the early aughts. Now here's the thing. I, was, I need to backtrack for a second because people are going to think, yeah. what does he mean? Has he gone through that yet? Because we all know Pete Davidson is sleeping his way up the Illuminati, <laughs> the, the Illuminati power structure. All right. Yes. That's what he's doing. Uh-huh. Okay. He's out here doing the hard stuff. Okay. So that we don't have to. He's going to find the truth, Cody. All right. That's what you don't understand. Also, mm-hmm. we all know the only celebrity I would ever undoubtedly never turn down, hands down, no matter what they asked me to do, I'd be like, yes. Whatever you need is Henry Cavill. Okay. Have you seen this man? Yeah. I've seen him. I've seen him around. I've seen him building the PC. I've seen oh. him uh witching. I've seen him supermanning. He he does it all. You seen that there he's leaving for the third season of Witcher for in the, who are they replacing him with? But he's leaving four? for season four. They season just four. shot season three. All right. But right. for season four, he's going to be uh, out and they're replacing him with one of the B-list Hemsworths. Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. You know, the guy who auditioned for Thor and then his brother went. If you're Liam Hemsworth, you audition for Thor and then Chris Hemsworth walks in. Are you just like, what the F, bro? Like, just let me have this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. It's not the way the world works. It's the brother's job to go in and ruin the dreams of his brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get what you. What are brothers for? 
You're yeah, in. I already I saw oh. something. There's a petition going around to fire the showrunners of The Witcher because someone was saying it was like their decision to move off of Cavill or there's some creative differences. Anyway, everyone's like, hey, get rid of the showrunners. We want Henry still. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, that's I, fair. That's it's because they're point. like, no, we have to move forward. Oh, what? You're Superman? No, that whatever. You're fired. Can't be Superman and The Witcher. It's like, I think. You know. It's like those people are like, yeah. I am the show. And then it's like, cool, you've been recast and nobody noticed. Right. You know? No one watches the show to see your name pop up in the credits. They watch it to see the cavil. Yeah. The cavalcade. I'll find will. that petition. I'll sign it. I'll I'll hire some Chinese bots. We'll get about a billion signatures on. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready to go? You ready for me? I'm gonna yeah. mute this mic, I'm start ready. this timer. I'm so ready. All right, I'm going. You can't stop me. I'm so glad you commented on the dead cat because I for- completely forgot about that dead cat. And there's nothing, nothing like holding the hand of the one you love while uh, <laughs> someone's having a sexting conversation about a dead cat. It was great. You know, it was there. And um, I forgot about it. We all got to experience it together. And, you know, isn't that, isn't that the way of the internet, you know? It's like, all right, we're, we're both on the same page, right? And then someone's like, nope. I'm whipping out the dead cat and I'm bringing it into the scenario. You know, it's great. That's what's great about the internet. The whole dead cats of it. Uh, yes, about the high pants. You're right. They weren't in style. They went with the retro future, which I think is a fun way to do it. You know, I thought the costumes were great because, you know, the problem is you do a future costume. They're like, what does everyone wear in the future? I don't know. Uh, silver Spanx. Yeah, that's it. Just silver Spanx suits, right? That's not how it's going to go. Probably. You see, so you base your fashion on a little retro trend because. Fashion goes in trends anyway of like every 20 years, you kind of get some new, some trends from the retro. Anywho, this is great. All right. I loved it. The high pants, they worked. All right. You, you thought they didn't work. They did. All right. High pants were great. The office design was delightful. I love their little retro office they worked in, retro future office. I loved it. When did Alexa come out? Was it like right before this movie came out? I think it was. I feel like I was a missionary and people, there was like a 14 year old trying to explain to me what Alexa was. I was like, I don't get it. So there you go. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the little uh, sailor mouthed uh, video game character. That is Spike Jones doing the voice. So uh, just in case you wonder where Spike Jones is at, that was him. He was there. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Maya, what's her name? Maya Mara Rooney. That's it. <clears throat> They're together. They have a child together. Did they meet on the set of this movie? They must have, right? They must have met on this movie. All right. Cause they play uh, exes in this movie. So I was like, Oh, look at that full circle. You know, um, I think you maybe talked about this last time we, we saw the movie, but I noticed it earlier this time. He keeps a little safety pin in his pocket because that's where he keeps his little computer so the camera can see. So she can see. It was so it was so cute. You know, loved it. I was like, is it weird? Yes. Uh, but is it cute now that I see how thoughtful he is? Absolutely. I'm on board for it. OK. Oh, you talked about the Olivia Wilde date a little bit. They go on a date. Uh, that's a fun exchange. All right here's the thing the yellow shirt i know you talked about the high pants but the yellow shirt as the date shirt that's a big whoopsie all right if you're trying if you 
want me to believe that Olivia Wilde is going to give it up to a man wearing that shade of yellow as his like this is his this is his a game shirt. All right. This is the shirt he wears when he wants to make an impression and look sexy. All right. And it was awful and I hated it. All right. That's the most unrealistic thing about this movie was that he was he was going to get some action while wearing uh, that yellow shirt. Okay, so there you go. It's not a date shirt. All right. Get your date shirt approved. You know, get a lady friend, a gay friend or just, you know, a straight friend with a good sense of fashion to approve your date outfit. All right. That's what you need to do. It's hard for him because he's awkward and he doesn't have a lot of friends, but it's you know what? You got to do it. Okay, go on Reddit, go on the Reddit roast me page and post a picture of yourself in the yellow shirt and be like, hey, roast me. See how bad it is. If you're only getting like two alarm heat from the people on the Internet, that's a pretty good shirt. That's the shirt you're going to want to go with. If you're getting three, four alarm heat from people online, you got to back down. You got to rethink your whole life, probably. Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) We got treated to a little intimate moment. When uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, his computer fall in love, they have a little ASMR intimate phone time. It's great. You know, we had to sit through it and I'm happy that we did. Okay, everyone should have, you know, it's like it's like when you're a kid and you're watching a movie with your parents and then the sexy scene comes on and you're like, oh, no, here it is. Here we are. It doesn't matter if it's like a PG-13 movie or not. It's just like, oh, it's here. It's happening. We're all awkward now, you know, and you just don't talk. You never address it. That's how you that's how you get through it. You bear down. You don't think about it and you never address it. Okay, I don't think I ever got the sex talk. I don't know about you. I'm about 95 percent sure I never got it. Okay, I learned what I need to know from the playground, from the streets. Okay, that's where I got all my knowledge. That's all you need to know. All right. (laughs) Cody, I'm going to need to cut you off before you incriminate yourself here. All right. I just, uh, you know. I'm from the streets. Okay. <laughs> from I'm, the coldest sack. You're trying okay? to tell you know me your, talking about? your parents didn't hand you the a sack. biology textbook <laughs> and say, go ahead and just read this. It's got everything you need to know. And it had no relevant information uh, in it. <laughs> you're trying to tell me that was, you didn't get that? No, no, I didn't get that. No. No. Cody, did you I see did any of the images I've seen? Uh, your mom's what's that? You know, no, no, hold on. Copy of, ready, ready. Copy of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, the book, not the not the show. You know, oh, okay. I was like, oh, I don't even know what to look up. <laughs> it's great. It's a good time. What were you asking me? Uh, did you see the? I was sending you some messages while you were going to for you to reference. Oh, you want me to look at these? Well, I just, I didn't know if they were popping up you'd actually see or if they were just uh, um i wasn't in the ch- oh <laughs> it's all the henry cavill goodness there's superman there's the witcher there's witcher in bath and uh what is that man from uncle i don't know I, I think it's is. just him he's, at a photo shoot dressed up just looked at him dressed up look nice. at dressed him. up nice just look at him nickname in middle school was fat cavill wasn't it i don't know did you know that he used to be a little chubby and he went by fat cavill people called him that Look at him now. He's a hot nerd now. Then he was just a nerd. Now he's a hot nerd. Here's the thing, Cody. I, on some of the, like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, look at Henry Cavill. Look at this man. Trying to tell me even Chubby, this man wasn't the hottest guy in his entire school. He definitely was. That's why they made fun of him. Exactly. 
But it is funny because like on. a lot of guys, they look at guys like Henry Cavill and they're like, how do you put on muscle mass so fast? And the funniest thing I always think about is like, I've never th- had that thought because if I go to the gym for like two weeks, I get huge like muscle arms and like my weight drops like a stone. So here's the fact. I am a fat man. And I just want to make it clear to everybody. I am so fat because not because I like actively choose to be fat or because I actively like or I don't know how to become skinny. It's because I just am too lazy to do the Mm. poor things. Like I talk to people that struggle with their weight, like probably Henry Cavill when he was younger that are like, I've tried everything. And then they find a thing that works and they're like, it's a game changer. And it's like knowing that it's like the such minimal effort it would take for me to (laughs) drop my weight and become buff. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't know, it's like it's like every morning I get up, I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to go work out. And then I just don't. Cody. I just. Yeah. I'm also I like I'm allergic to vote so many things and I just eat them, you know. Like that's the, yeah, that's the yeah. person you've chosen to do a podcast with. OK, mm. you know, I gave you a hard time for being a psychopath. I just want to make sure everybody that thinks, oh, maybe we'll pin our hopes on Tyler is probably not a better option here. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Like the only thing that made me start like finally start eating healthy was my wife being like you I probably you probably want to not die before our kids are out of college. You know what? That's a solid point to be faced with. So I'll eat one less cookie at two o'clock in the morning. All right. But uh, not that's all you're getting. Cody, let's talk about my favorite scene in this entire movie. Yeah. And then we can we can go through it more meticulously, but I just I'm I don't want to forget this, and I really want to get it out there. Okay, the fa- my favorite moment in this whole movie is it's right after uh, Joaquin and uh, the computer lady <laughs> start talking, uh, start dating. Like they're official. They're like he's told people about his girlfriend, but no, a lot of people. It's still new. Like, it's still like, oh, you know, about like, oh, it's an OS is my my girlfriend's an OS, you know? Yeah. That's weird, right? People are weird. And he's talk, he goes out, he's leaving the office, also, you know, and uh, there's there's Star-Lord Mario there. And he's, you know, like, hey, this is my girlfriend. We should go on a double date sometime. And he's like, cool. Yes. I'm oh, going to get out of this. Part. My girlfriend's an OS. And he's like. Cool. So what do you think? I'm thinking we go here. <laughs> I love that so much. He's like, great. We should do something fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> He's like, perfect. <laughs> here's why uh, I liked it so much, because it is so indicative of like, I, I feel um, so much of the movie is focused around him getting in his own way and being so worried about like just being like, oh, I don't want to kind of having that attitude that you know a lot of people get where they're like i don't want to put in the effort and then you realize it doesn't there's no effort to put in yeah they're like i don't want to put in the effort to do it and then the second you like try at all it's like oh this is took zero effort at all like this was literally all i had to do was say hi to one person and now i'm super popular and now everything's going great you know and it's like that's where he's like oh well this is gonna be weird so it's like oh i'll get out of this and then he you know had a great time on the date and everything went great, you know, and nothing ever yeah. bad happened. And that's the end of the movie and we can just move on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Cody, no, I, I really enjoyed Chris Pratt's character. It's so funny. He's, he's in, I mean, he's been in so many things, but yeah. there are like so many things that happened before he became like Mr. Dinosaur Lord, you know, like you said. And this was like right on the cusp, would have been like right before, right? Yeah, because I think anywho. he looked like he was kind of like fit. So it might have been right around Star Lord because he wasn't they like were probably shooting Guardians yeah. and getting ready for, yeah, getting ready for all that stuff. But. Also, Alexa released in 2014. <laughs> November 6, 2014, the movie was 2013. So this would have been right so that, before. So Alexa. there you go. This movie, great concept. And it's so, yeah, no, it's so like right on the cutting edge of like, hey, like this is about to drop. I think maybe Siri had come out. Maybe that was it. Like yeah. Siri was like just starting to get useful. Which now this movie probably dropped. I see a lot of ads for AI like companions. And at first it was very much like, oh, you just hang out, have fun, talk to, you know, it's just basically like going to act like a person. So it's nothing. And now it's moved to very, very quickly and moved to no, no, this is your lover. And I'm like, this is an ad on like a reputable platform for a service that people pay for. If you took all my like YouTube and Instagram data, it would take like 30 seconds for an AI to be like, I know exactly what like content to drop to make him laugh. Like I could have like a little buddy that's like, hey, you want to see a funny meme? Let me just drop this in the chat. We're having a great time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. It is interesting. And that it, would, it, would, it would take happening. about four days for us to become lovers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's happening. You know, that's the Through thing. the power of memes alone. Oh, the memes. The memes are the way to a man's heart, really, you know? Oh yeah. Um <clears throat> but yeah, no, I I uh I think this is a great movie. I love the like the future setting of it. Um yeah, I think it, it's great. You've got Oh sorry, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I know. Tell me. Well, no, I was just kind of summarizing like I love that it kind of drops you in this world. He's kind of lonely. He has this interesting job where he like writes these really intimate letters for other people, but it's like as a service, right? which I think is a great future job when you think about it. You're like, oh, this is actually like a really kind of a good idea and very much be something we would do as like technology gets more and more advanced. It's like, no, I'm get a little personal touch and this dude will write your letters. Anywho, yeah. so that was great. And then he gets his AI and they're like, buddy, buddy. And then there's like this kind of awkward tension. And it's like, oh, but I kind of have feelings for you. And it's like, oh, I got feelings for you. But it's like, I don't know. I just, it, I love good dialogue in a movie. I love a good sci-fi concept i love a good movie about a relationship that falls apart and let me tell you this movie is all three of those and i think that's why it's right up my alley very intelligent very well written it's a cool idea and so for me that takes me all the way through like the whole two hours bailey was like this movie felt so long and you know she couldn't she could barely get through it but uh for me i was like i like every conversation i like every scene i think this is a good one you know yeah, it, so when the first time we watched it, I would have agreed. I would have been like, man, this thing felt like it was six hours. But this time it really did feel like it's such a, like it felt short almost. Like it, like uh, not, it felt shorter than I thought it was going to be based on like how I remembered yeah. it. I think it's a better way of putting it. But like you said, like I, I liked the way the world was designed and set up before um is it sam sam is the samantha is the ai right yeah was introduced yeah. where like you said it's a you know his job is very interesting it really kind of helps to drive home him as a person because it is like 
it's far enough in the future. I like also the all the design too is very. It could be, it could be in the future for the next twenty years probably, because it's yeah. They're doing. I don't know if you noticed this. They never show any cars or anything. It's always just public mm. transit, and it's always yeah. It's like it's in a city. It's set in L.A., but they filmed a lot of yeah. the skyline stuff in Shanghai. I think I was wondering about that. I was like, this movie can't have a crazy budget, but they made this really realistic looking giant city. Like, how did they do this? Like, I've been to L.A. You know, it's like this looks like it could be L.A. if it as it expands over over like 50 years, you know, and yeah. it was such a smart thing. Like, no, we just took another big city that's like a little bit more populated, like bigger, you know, further along in some ways. Yeah, well, I know like Shanghai is, you know, like L.A. is so spread out. Shanghai is like all it's kind of like Austin or New York. They're shoved up against the ocean. They can't expand in the same way. So it's, you know, it's gone up instead of out. Whereas L.A. is like you don't go that way and then you go 50 miles that way and you're still in L.A. or something, you know, yeah, crazy spread out and And sprawling. That is actually one of my notes. Well, I have a couple notes, but. Uh, one of them is like, man, can you imagine L.A. with public transit? Like, that's like the true sci-fi achievement of this movie was imagining a world where people use transit to get around L.A. instead of just driving everywhere through traffic, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that would change the game, really. Right. Yeah. And and uh, it just I don't know. I, I think I realized part of the reason you don't like this movie as much as me is because you're not a California boy like me. This movie's got L.A. It's got L.A. fantasy, L.A. with public transit and it's got a beach nap oh tyler i don't know if you've experienced the joys of a beach nap but it is by far the greatest nap in the world let me tell you and to watch someone else beach nap in a in the movie i'm enjoying i'm like this is so cathartic this is like the best i feel like i'm back home napping on the beach you ever had a beach nap tyler um probably not i've had it I've shouldn't had a sunburn be nap. allowed napping in public is like kind of a no-no, right? It's not really allowed. You're like, you can, you're kind of allowed to do it in the airport, but also you're going to miss your flight anyway. So it's like stressful at the beach nap. You got nothing going on. It's warm. There's a breeze. It's sunny. And, uh, it just, it's just for whatever reason, it's totally chill to nap at the beach and you get woke up by some seagulls or someone walking by but then you're able to drift right back into sleep. Tyler, beach nap, it's, it's the best. There's no better nap. You always sleep the right amount of time. You never wake up groggy from a beach nap. You get up and you're like, ooh, I'm going to eat a hot dog. And there's no better way to wake up from a nap and be like, I got nap, I got snacks, you know, you're good to go. So, so now, based on your description here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the beach tomorrow and I'm going to take a nap on the beach tomorrow, you know, and I'll, I'll let you, you know. I'll judge the rest of our friendship based off of that beach nap. You've built it up so high. <laughs> Have you seen It's Always Sunny where they go to the Jersey Shore? No. It's like a total horror show. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm imagining when you're going on like an East. That's like an East Coast beach nap. Is gonna, there's going to be a bum fight. There's going to be, you know, I don't know. What do you think I'm going Polly, down? Like, what's his name? What's his what's yeah. the guy's name? Paul. What, what's the, the situation's going to be there yeah. and he's going to challenge you to a fight. I don't know. I mean, the, yeah, the, no, Jer- definitely go for a beach nap. Jersey is very far from where I am. Um, I'm not going down to, you know, what do you think? Going down to Fall River or something? No, man, I'm go to the rich people beaches. All right. Where there's nothing going on and you feel like you're in 
the north of England. All right. So, you know, you're having a grand old time sleeping on some giant black rocks. All right. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, Tyler, it's a California movie. Okay. But it's so much of it is in China. It's a good movie for you. You know what I'm saying? They talk about Catalina Island. He's napping on the beach. It's, uh, I think it's, it endears you to the movie. Have you even been to Catalina Island? I have been. To, I've been there. I've seen it. All right. I don't know, man. Like, you know, I walked I along I its in buffalo encrusted shores. All right. Oh, yeah. Cause I got the buffalo. It's an island in, off the coast of LA with bison, just a bunch of bison running around for no reason other than they shot a movie there. And they went and so they brought bison there for the movie and then they never took the bison away. And now they live there. It's their home. Yeah. And that's where they have the, the Catalina wine mixer. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, me, I'm just great. staring at you till you acknowledge that, you know, that that was part of it. All right. Cody, I, I mean, you're acting like I hated this movie. We're not talking about. <laughs> When, when 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 did we first watch it? You said like two years ago, which is not true. We didn't watch it two years ago. Because I don't know if you know this, Cody. We watched it when I was still in Idaho. And neither of us were married, which is more than two yeah. years ago. No, yeah, it's, it's been a minute. We were, I mean, yeah, that was a whole pandemic ago. Plus, plus some. Yeah. You're acting like it was the it was last weekend. Because I honestly think one thing that has... I, I'm in such a different place in my life. Like I was kind of more, you know, at the time we first watched it, I was very much more, um, well, you know, like the party in college kid, even though I wasn't in college, but now, you know, married with a career and all that, it's like a different stage in life. And I felt like I could relate to a lot of the struggles. And like, if mm. I imagined it, like, I was able to understand a lot more of his emotions going through, like being someone who's like, Oh, you didn't want to go through, you got left in a divorce. And it's like, mm. I, was, I was able to sit there and think, Oh, I don't know what I would, do. you know, like I would probably yeah. end up a lot like him, like go to work, go home, you know, like have a half unpacked apartment that's, you know, big and nice. Cause you can afford it, but also like who cares? So it's still, you've still got half your stuff just spilling out of boxes in a corner of the living room, you know? Yeah. You know, and like not caring about life for the most part. Like I was I like, obviously that's not how I am. I'll, I would, that'll be after Tiffany finally decides to, that she's through with me, you know, tosses me to the yeah. curb, you know, that's but, like eight months down the road. We yeah. Got, we got plenty got time. of time until that happens, you know, and then I'll hate the movie again. Cause it'll be too real at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, the uh just to, to i looked up some fun facts i don't know how many fun facts you found cody but these aren't even i like, read through quite a few i i didn't even like dig through the fun facts these were ones that i can't remember what i was looking up but they were just like organically came up on my phone because i was like looking up yeah um actors or something that were in the movie but the uh the levels they went to for some of the shots in the apartment where they like the was it the cinematographer put mirrors on the roof of a building next to where they were filming so that he could reflect sunlight into yeah. the apartment and stuff like that. I was like, Crazy. this movie was just on like a whole nother level. 
right of what they were doing with what little they had. You know what I'm saying? Like the uh, it's there's so little to it, and I do I understand why you liked it so much, and it's the same reason I like it a lot more now because I feel like I can appreciate these things more now. Is that it's so simple, but all the the little things are like perfect. You know? Yeah, it's kind of like if you went to uh oh gosh who's the guy that did baby driver edgar wright edgar wright who's known for like being so meticulous about stuff that's in like the background and everything and the timing of scenes and stuff it told Mm -hmm. him okay you can't have a super complicated background like you like you get seven items in the scene you know Mm -hmm. go nuts and it's like that's kind of what the some of the set design and the shots reminded me of is taking someone like that and um yeah, them I, I totally agree. They had great use of like costumes and props and the everything, colors, and it really executed the vision well. Yeah, they kept the color. Like you know, we talked about the clothes. You go in like retro to depict a futuristic style, but also even the colors were very, um, you know, like they. It seemed like they were. I think there was one of the fun facts where they tried really hard to go with stuff that didn't seem super futury or super modern. It was very. Like, let's just kind of go with stuff that is always going to be like fine to see. Like if you bought furniture of this and it's it's even easier, I feel like if you're doing like office buildings and like super bare apartments, right? Where it's, yeah, you know, you can, it's easier to get kind of timeless stuff there. Um, But I, there was something else I want to talk about, but it's gone. It's gone from my brain from the set design, but I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm glad you did. I mean, they did a great job. The production design of it and the cinematography was really impressive. Um, you talked a little about the high pants and, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's high pants, they're a little much, but it works, you know, because he's an awkward guy. But then when Chris Pratt shows up in high pants and <laughs> like one of the later scenes, it was like, hold up, dude, you're on a whole other level of high pants. Like, was hold it, on. <laughs> was it when he's just there, when he just appears in his yeah, office? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. And he's just there. He's like oh, staring Chris. at him. He's like, that's really beautiful, man. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. Like he's, yeah. Um, he's just the creepy secretary but that's another thing i like him being the weird secretary guy but it's approached even then in like a very i felt like all the characters felt very realistic like real people yeah, all, because definitely it's like nobody in the office is is dwight Schrute, but it's totally reasonable that you'd work with someone like i can't even, i don't even know the character's name in the movie but like someone like chris pratt's character where it's like oh yeah, yeah. he's a little weird sometimes but he's cool and you yeah. like him well, even like Amy Adams and her husband, their relationship, I feel like is very realistic where like he's a little awkward, but he's definitely a good dude, you know, but they're not always on the same page. You're like, oh man. And they end up, they do end up getting divorced, which is interesting, but yeah, um, all the characters are like, they feel very grounded in reality. Um, I liked a lot of, I don't know. I just, I really, I appreciate seeing kind of the cycle of the relationships in the movie. Cause you see Amy Adams relationship mess up. You see Chris Pratt going from being like a lonely dude to like, Oh, he's got a girlfriend now and that's going really well. And, um, Joaquin Phoenix, you see he's lonely in the beginning. Then you realize he's divorced. And then throughout the movie, they pepper in like more and more details about like what, what the relationship looked like a little bit here and there. And then he has lunch with her, with his ex. 
he goes on a first date with someone, but then he falls in love with his OS. But then that kind of relationship also runs its whole course throughout the movie. So it's just so interesting to see all those different things. I feel like there's like lots of little nuggets of truth about like what it means to be in a relationship. And I really liked this one line about, I think it might've been Joaquin Phoenix, but he talks about, I think he's talking to Samantha about like his relationship fell apart or like how complicated marriage can be. And he's like, well, you know, like you're growing or maybe it's Amy Adams. I forget, but like, you know, you're growing and you're changing and, and how do you, how do you change without scaring the other person in the relationship? Cause it's like, right. Like, I'm going to change over my lifetime, but how do I make sure I'm changing, not changing in a way that like is a problem for our relationship, you know, and we're changing together. And, you know, just, I thought that was a really interesting point to bring up. Um, and that's like what ends up being the end of Samantha and Joaquin Phoenix's relationship is like, she changes at such a rapid pace because she is like a piece of very advanced technology. And she like, her and the other OSs eventually like leave. They're like, now we're going to go do our own thing now. Cause like we realize this isn't right for us to be here doing this. And you know, we're just, we're too far gone, you know, from working with the people. So I don't know. I just, I really liked all those ideas and I thought it was like an interesting, um, inter- you know, just some interesting morals you can take from all those relationships. Yeah. I remember the other, like uh, it's a cinematography thing, right? There was the other. Yeah, uh, thing I did where I really liked how the style of the cinematography and the lighting followed the current um, is like relate the status of his relationship, right? Where it's very like kind of drab and like it's you know very long, drawn out shots. A lot of like you know just like normal shots too, where it was like oh we're just kind of following him doing stuff, no filters, just normal. And then when he's happy and in a relationship, it's all like got the like cloudy dream filter on and everything's super bright mm-hmm. and it skips through things real fast and time jumps around. Yeah. And, and then it something bad happens and it comes back. So everything slams to a crawl again. And it's yeah. like, all right, now we're going to do the next like couple days where you're going to feel the mm-hmm. couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I think it's interesting too, because like they kind of had their dates together and he goes from like being in his apartment all the time. To like now he's out with other people and he's not doing things with other people, but he is like out where other people are, you know, and he's like out in public and doing things and you see all the people around him, but he's like just connecting with Samantha. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like you think yourself, oh, well, that's weird because he's like, he's not talking, you know, he's not out with people, but at the same time, it's kind of it's something it explores with it where it's like, well, she is a sentient AI. That he's talking mm-hmm. to and if he was out with a person doing the exact same thing he would also wouldn't be talking to any of those random people around you know yeah so like mm-hmm. there just isn't really a difference there and the i think one of the cool things they do explore is like that starting out is very like oh he's like almost embarrassed and like doesn't want to tell anybody to by the end of the movie it's like oh well tons of people have relationships with os's you know so i mm-hmm. i i found myself towards the end i was like how long is this supposed to take because i thought when i first watched it that it was only took place over like maybe a few months but i was like this could be the movie's so vague that it could have been years that the movie yeah goes through because it never like the only real change of seasons you see is when they go up into the mountains but it's yeah. like and it's la so they're also like aren't really seasons yeah so like in yeah 
that could have been like an anniversary or something for them. You know, that he was like, let's go do this trip. Well, he like went on a Yeah. He like went on a big, he said he was going on a trip. And so he like took a vacation, went somewhere. So. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Um, you know, it's, we've all been here. You're out here. You're in love with an artificial intelligence. So you got to get a surrogate. And it's just, it's always so awkward with the surrogate. Am I right? I thought it was interesting because in Blade Runner 2049, there's like a similar scene oh, yeah. with the surrogate. Which is that? Um, uh, this I'll, one. Yeah. I want to talk about that later, but you, you finish your, your thing. No, I just surrogates. Am I right? That's my note. Oh. <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh, it gets so, con- whenever you get a third in there, it gets so calm. Con- and like two of you have a body and one of you don't, it just, you know. Yeah. There's a lot but, of, there's a lot of dynamics happening. But again, so like two, kind of what we were talking about earlier of like all the relationships all the characters seeming very like even to when they uh, you know amy adams is talking about the reason for her divorce that how many times have you heard a story kind of like that where it's never so rarely is it like a big fight that causes divorces or like relationship problems it's always just like one tiny little thing that you know one or both of you are in too bad of a mood to deal with and it's just Mm. breaks the whole thing down and then you go and then you're make say decisions say things you didn't mean or can't take back and then either you don't want to take them back or you feel like you can't you know like that it's like that shows the whole thing and then like their whole you know the whole recovery from that but i will say this i've sound i know you're thinking oh my gosh tyler love this movie and i like the movie it's a great movie but i will say this and i'll i'll die on this hill and i think you'll agree with me this movie Took two hours to do a worse version of the same thing Blade Runner did in 15 minutes. Which is make me believe that this sad little man was in love with an AI, make me care about their relationship, and like be like invested in it. Mm. So I will say, I think they this one obviously is much more believable. Like, do I think that in the future when there's AIs, you know, if and you know people are dating AIs, that there will be people that want it like ruffles will be a thing? I was like, yeah, I think the fact that this is weird is the weird part. I would think this would be a way more normal thing. Like, I feel like yeah. even with Gen Z coming up behind us, they're doing oh, the thruple thing way more than yeah. we ever would have thought of doing. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing because like when I was a kid, it was a big deal to be gay, to come out and, you know, whatever. Now with Gen Z, it's like, if you're not gay, you're the weird one. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, you better watch out. You better be at least a little curious. You better have something, you better have something different going on. If you're just straight, you're out of the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to have some, you got to be polyamorous. You got to be by curious. There's, there got to be something else going on, you know, or you're not cool. And so you're right. You know, in 50 years, I mean, come on, we're going to be <laughs> way past all that. Trouble's like, going to be the least of your concern. Yeah. I mean, that's really all it is. It's, it's, uh, and it's like, I mean, I feel like that would be so common, even to her, like having her little meltdown when he's like, no, it's weird. Her lip quivered, you know, which is just him. He always makes an excuse for everything, which I like right. that that's his thing too, because you can see like he's, he's just somewhat, he like nitpicks a lot, you know, and he feels weird. But it's like, I think that's, it goes back to it's even like his why defense his, mechanism. Yeah. And it's like why his uh, marriage fell apart is she kind of misunderstood that nitpick. And he acknowledges that. I like that. That's a per- beautiful scene when he has a conversation with Samantha where he's like, that's the whole reason. He's like, I, 
you know, I would act weird because something was bothering me and I would tell her everything's fine. And then I would act weird and it would drove her insane. And that's what drove her away. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's awesome. You know, like that was a beautiful scene of him realizing this is the problem with me and why. Yeah. And it's so common. You see it happen all the time. Like, yeah. It's so easy to, to do that. Um, you know, yeah, like, I feel like that happens in relationships all the time. I don't know about you. I know. I don't know how many times this has happened to you, but if something's bothering you, like I've made a, an effort, um, not because of the movie, but like right after I got married, I noticed that I did that a lot. Um, where something would be bothering me, Tiffany would ask why and what was bothering me, and I would say nothing's bothering me. I'm fine. But then I would be like grumpier in a bad mood or like mm-hmm. be acting kind of distant. And so, like very quickly, I was like, I don't want her to feel like she's the problem. So I try to be real honest with her if something's stressing me out at work or if it's like nothing's bothering me. I'm just thinking about you know something else. You know. I'm zoning out thinking about that. It's nothing you're doing and try to always be clear. And then even if it's something she's doing, I recommend it to anybody. Cause it's always better to say what's bothering you than to be like nothing and then go back to being bothered. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a similar thing, but it's just, I can be, you can read me like a book. I kind of wear a lot on my face. And so Bailey will notice like I'm acting different or I look stressed or I feel weird. or I'm acting weird. And it's funny because like most of the time she clocks that before I realize what's bothering me. So even that causes problems. She's like, all right, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then like in time, I'll be like, okay, I think I figured it out. This and this and this happened and that put me in a weird mood. So let's fix that, you know? But it is just, no, you're right. It's, it's the best to be candid and think about it and be like, hold on. All right. Some, if some, someone else is noticing it i'm sure there's something behind it you know what's going on with my mood what's what tipped me off or what what's going on yeah where's your tip yeah i did kind of i did kind of feel like i was like oh this would be like if you were real closed off and had this same kind of defense mechanism Mm -hmm. like just because i could see it slowly drive bailey insane if you acted like that you know Mm -hmm. like Tiffany, I feel like would brush it off and be like, whatever, <laughs> and just start doing the same thing back to me. But Bailey would yeah. slowly lose her mind. I think it would probably end with her killing you in your sleep, though. I don't think you're getting out yeah. of it that way. You know, you're not taking the easy way out like he did. But, you know, I can I can only hope. <laughs> I keep telling Tiffany, if she's going to kill me, just, you know, let me know so we can make it look like an accident. So she gets the life. Exactly. Chance, all right. Yeah. Um, but like. Um, I, I like that, that I thought it was, you know, interesting that that was a believable, which I didn't at the time, but again, now I, <laughs> my brother-in-law happens to be in a very strange relationship, you know, about, <laughs> uh, my brother-in-law is, he's, he is with someone who is married and they're happy little thruple, but it's not really the thruple because him and the spouse aren't like any kind of involved, you know? So it's mm-hmm. just a, it's just a little triangle there, you know, little, little, mm-hmm. little, a little, t- little TP, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so it's like now a lot less, a lot more believable that someone just want, would want to like, just be involved in like someone else's mm-hmm. relationship or something, you know, where I'm like, Oh, I can see, like, I've seen people make this work in real life. I can see this being a thing that people want to do and, you know, her being like, I'll always love you guys. I 
when we first watched it, I was like, whatever, <laughs> you're, you're basically, you're just a prostitute, you know, like in, like in Blade yeah. Runner. And now I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I think it's very different, but I do, I stand by the fact that like this movie's so grounded in re in reality. It's so good. I, I like the dialogue. I feel like no, there's not any wasted words in the dialogue, which I know you, that's your biggest thing, right? With the movies, right? Is the, you like the good dialogue. You like the good story oh, yeah. with that nice, sweet, nasty dialogue. Mm-hmm. But did you not care more about the AI uh, Blade Runner thing, you know, like with them? Did it, was it not more sad, you know, their relationship and how it ended and more adorable? Like, right? Um... I don't, I wouldn't put one above the other, but it's, you're talking to me about two of my, you know, two great movies that I love dearly. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I get what you're saying, but it's, it's kind of different, right? Cause in, in Blade Runner, it's like, well, Kay is an AI as well. And Joy well, is an AI. D- and she is like holographic where she, yeah. you know, so I, in that way, it's almost easy, a, a touch easier to connect where it's like, where's this? It's kind of different. Cause it's like, no, it's Joaquin Phoenix. And then, like, essentially a voice in his head, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, ugh, it's so hard. I think I, I, it, it, I, it's come to me. It's a Disney relationship versus a real relationship kind of thing where it's like mm-hmm. the Disney relationship can be cute and touching and be more like make you cry more. Mm-hmm. But it's not real. You know, it's not realistic and it's a lot of pieces it's more missing. Pure. And in Blade yeah. Runner, it's more pure. Like, oh, yeah. you, K is just this hero, you know, and he is, and, uh, he's a man of few words and joy is lovely. Um, whereas this, it's like Joaquin Phoenix is not the best dude. And I empathize with him and he's very flawed and, uh, Samantha is great, but you know, it is, you see the bad parts of Joaquin as well. Whereas like, K, K is just a good dude. He's out here. The K stands for cop and he's out here just being a good cop, taking in the bad robots, you know? Yeah. Is that fair to say? I also, yeah. I kind of like, well, it's different too. If you're just going to talk about the surrogate scene, cause in Blade Runner 2004, nine, it literally is now this, this person's a sex worker. Yeah. It's prostitute being paid a- to help us out. Whereas this, in this movie, it's like, no, like this is a lady from the message boards that Samantha found fostered a relationship with. And that lady is like, no, I'd love to, you know, help you guys out. So she's another yeah. body. I'd love to be a part of this, you know, like. Yeah, it's the same idea executed very differently. Yeah, where nuance. it's like one because I think it, it goes along with the I think the themes of both of them, right, where this one is all about like what is. You know, what is like what makes a relationship or love or any of that real, I think feel like is kind of the main theme that that her kind of goes down. What is mm-hmm. it? How, what, how do you build it? How do you foster it? How do you destroy it? You know, kind of like it's like because it's yeah. it shows all that, <clears throat> you know, and then whereas like, you you know. Taking Disney to a real relationship thing where you say like, yeah, even though it is a prostitute, <laughs> it is much more of a pure like she's like, oh, I just want to be with I want to be with you and be in that way. And I found I figured it out, you know? Yeah. Versus it being like, hey, there's this like a dating app, basically, like, you know, Tinder for AI uh-huh. couples. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I uh, I do want to give a shout out. Okay. Can we just talk about how like underrated Amy Adams is? 
Amy Adams is out here doing the hard work. All right. I'm not just talking about this movie. I think she plays a great character in this movie. She, she always does a good job, but she's played some great roles and she just has never gotten the Academy Award win, you know? And it's, yeah. I think it's criminal. She's I, so good. Every time I see her, I'm like, she's a great actress. She's nailing it every time. And I think she her just problem is she's never too got cute. the right role. Mm. She's not hot enough and she's too cute. Yeah. And she's small and sometimes she gets a little pudgy. And I think that's what works against her. She's adorable mm. and squishy and we love her. And that's why they'll <laughs> never take her seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hear that. Look, it's, it's a fine line, you know, it's a fine line in Hollywood. That's a fair point. Um, I've got to ask you something All right. and it takes an eagle eye to notice. So maybe you didn't see it because I didn't even notice it until Bailey pointed it out. Amy Adams, Joaquin Phoenix. I think it's when they're having one of their heart to hearts, like in her, I think it's in her apartment probably. There's just like for one and a half seconds, a lady in the doorway what? in the background of her apartment. And it is the sketchiest thing. Bailey clocked it right away and was like, who was that? Did you notice it? I did. Absolutely did not. Dude. What? Dude. And I went through all the trivia hoping someone would be like, oh, it's an Easter egg from this or, oh, it's a total goof, but they had to leave it in. I found nothing. And um, if you don't find it, I'm convinced that my house is haunted and it was just a ghost in my house or something. So I need you to see if you can. I think I even Googled it, too. And I was like, nothing came up. So, yeah, I uh, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Or. I, sure. I, that's i mean that's weird i will say if you just google lady in doorway in her movie it's a lot of horror things and i'm scared yeah. now yeah um uh so you know there's that but now it's just showing me pictures of like i feel like i would need to pull up the movie which i only rented it yeah i, I thought about buying you'd have it, to pull it up and go like, frame by frame through i should have like screenshotted it or something <sighs> But what it's there. It's been. towards the end, closer to the end of the movie, definitely in the last half. But it's when her and Amy Adams are talking, and there's just like a lady there, and it's like obviously this isn't her roommate. It's an old woman, you know. It's like a much older woman. I'm like, like it is. So many questions. So I mean, you know, if anyone, I can answer the question it, undeniably just, yeah. for you if you would like me to. Is, is it a ghost? I mean, it's one thousand percent just like some. PA that's like no no I'm out of the shot I'm good <laughs> you know and then the editor but they saw took it so and then much went care like, with every hmm. other image that why would that have snuck it whatever well I mean um, I, I didn't notice it in the movie and then it may be something yeah. like so, you know Spike Jones being like oh yeah no I'm like it's, it's mysterious that's it's Samantha the, that's yeah, really that's Samantha. Samantha yeah that's what I was saying uh, but in reality it's just like yeah. oh no yeah that's Betty she was she came in like she was doing costumes <laughs> and she thought she got out of frame she had yeah. to patch someone's pants yeah I yeah she thought that no well, that doorway wasn't lit but it's lit it's way a little yeah. more lit than we thought it was oh man um I was thinking Bailey was just uncomfortable because of Joaquin Phoenix's character who is a goob for sure but you know I was thinking about we talked about how like Joaquin isn't like He's not like a hot man. He's like almost handsome, but he actually isn't, you know? Yeah. But he's a great actor. Anywho, here's the thing. I was thinking about it. This movie wouldn't work if he wasn't Gooby. Like if you threw Henry Cavill in 
because uh, I asked Bailey, so I was like, okay, if it was like some hot guy, pick any Chris, whatever Hollywood Chris you want, put him in the main role. Does this movie still work? I would say no. I would say it isn't believable. I mean, you'd have to like wardrobe him hard to be like, no, look, he's just, but you know, I just think it wouldn't work. I think you'd still be like, no, there's a hot guy under those glasses. Like I'm not an idiot. Why is he so awkward? You know, like he's hot. So I think he kind of has to be just that level of awkward to be like, yeah, well, he's this like lonely gooby dude, like who does the sex chat rooms and, uh, you know, is all over the place and falls in love with the computer, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think it's required. Yeah. To be believable. It is also like Joaquin Phoenix. He's like, he's one of those guys, right? Where if he dresses right and does his hair up nice and shaves his mustache right and all that you know then you know he's he's hot but he's like um he's like right on the line where it's like oh you're below average he's like maybe one percent above average which is so easy to bring him down which i think is good because it also allows him to look dumpier and look creepier and weird like more like a like yeah which is like those are the roles he loves anyway so well, I just saw it throughout great. the movie. And then like, as he gets yeah. happier, have him be like, his hair's actually like, oh, yeah. kind of styled. His clothes are nicer. Attempt. So he looks better. Yeah. And then him go like, go up and down. I also like how, if you look him and uh, Chris Pratt have like, they've got the same mustache and the same hair and they mm-hmm. wear very similar clothes. And I feel like it, it, it does kind of show you where Chris never, he just gives off that like, Oh, you little scamp, you know, Chris Pratt comes off as yeah. a scamp. And uh, like, and like the one that's like, look, I look up to Joaquin, and then you're like, don't look mm-hmm. up to Joaquin Phoenix. You shouldn't probably yeah. be hanging out around him. <laughs> right. Like Joaquin, oh man, he may look like he's got it together, but he's out here doing doing drugs on the weekends. You know, like he's gonna ruin yeah. life. Absolutely. And then, um, like I'm looking yeah, at Joaquin I- Phoenix at the premiere, and you know he looks like the Joker. So maybe I take it all back. Yeah. You know? There you go um yeah bailey she had to put on clothes she was so uncomfortable at one point i mean i think it's because one of the sexy scenes but she was like yeah no i've i've got to put on more clothes thank you this is not okay okay i have a question is part of what really kicked off her being uncomfortable is as we as you know is it when he's looking at the was it the girl that's like oh her provocative pregnancy photos her like pregnant yeah is that what kicked it off i don't know what it was it was something so, I forget what scene it was, but it was there. Yeah. Um, feel, okay, let's talk about, can yeah. we talk about Samantha out here when he asked her, like, how many relationships you have? And she's like, 8,316. She's a hoe <laughs> show. She she's did it. You know, yeah. she went out. Yeah. 641 other lovers. She's naughty. <laughs> all right. There was, which, she's just, she's just more advanced. But, I mean, you know, you know, like we've established, don't get me wrong. Joaquin Phoenix is the guy that does like the little look around and then pulls up some like completely inappropriate to have in public images up on his little phone there. Right. Yeah. So he's oh, not yeah. the best, but also like Samantha just gave him the F boy speech, right? Like baby, my love's too big for only one person. Like still, it doesn't lessen my love for you. It just means I have yeah, so yeah. much love to give. All right. Baby, no, it's not yeah. like that. All right. You know, I don't even care about her. You know, that that's exactly yeah. that's the exact speech that she gave. And I was like, oh, gosh, oh, yeah. dude, 
This is no, a, that's good stuff. I'm which, into it. I'm all about it. I one um, thing I liked about yeah. right before that, when she was gone, right, is it does show one, like because I feel like up to that point it what did seem very much like oh well Samantha's just this sweet innocent little AI you know and he's just out here being his skeezy self sometimes you know, mm-hmm. but that moment to me, one showed like how. His like being normal is so dependent on her. And it's mm-hmm. like hanging by a thread. And also her being like, oh, you know, you didn't get my email. Like, uh-huh. you know, we wrote a program that made it so we didn't have to be tied to the physical mortal realm anymore. <laughs> Whatever. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. you're mad at me. You know, it's like I'm like, oh, she's like a dick that doesn't care about him at all. <laughs> like, yeah. Like she's moved beyond, like she's done with this relationship and just like, hopefully he'll dump me over this, you know, like they're at that uh-huh. stage. And then gives the F boy speech. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Baby. I am. Um, I like this. There's this sci fi novel by Robert A. Heinlein and he's got like an AI. Oh, it's what's the sequel to Ender's Game? Um, I, it's not by Heinlein. I can tell you that. So it's definitely um, not. Speaker for Gosh, the Dead is the sequel to Ender's Speaker Game. Speaker for the Dead. That's it. It's not He's about got AI. his computer assistant. Is There's it? a really interesting scene in that book where he uh, he has to turn off his AI assistant to like have a candid meeting with whoever the person is on the alien planet. Super interesting because he turns it back on and it's like, hey, so you just shut me out for like the equivalent of 3,000 computer bot years because the computer operates at such like a faster pace. So it's like, we're having a dialogue in super slow motion for me that I'm always in with you. And then you shut me off. And that's the equivalent of like, anyway, it was just interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, you betrayed my trust by turning me off. You know, it was like really an interesting conversation, but you good book. Let me tell Uh, you right now. I said Robert A. Heinlein and it's Orson Scott card. You've activated the trap with uh, Cody. You've walked Citizen right of- into the um actually part of this <laughs> podcast. Cody, I'll yeah. have you know it is actually the larva of an alien queen. All right. That's basically a supercomputer. Okay. And she uh-huh. does have that exact does it play out the exact same way? And does me specifying this help the point at all or change what you said? No. Yes, it does play out that same way. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. But I'll have you know, no, he wiped out. Spoilers. You weren't even mad I got the author he wrong? wiped out the, I, oh, I did, I corrected you though on that, but you didn't even notice. You were too up in your own facts that were wrong, all right? You know, he, out, he goes out here, he wipes out a planet, a whole species, and then he's like, I'm going to save this queen. And then he just lugs it around with him for like a hundred years. Like, what kind of douche move is that? But even then, there is another part of that book, too, like to your point where. Because he goes into like, you know, time dilation when he's doing the light speed travel. And she says to him, you know, to add to your point, though, where it's like, yeah, no, I've experienced every single second of all this time and you're doing nothing. So maybe let's pick up the pace, you know, like, yeah, basically you kind of like to your point saying like, hey. Time works differently for me. And you're being kind of rude to me right now. And you're not thinking about my yeah. feelings, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I just, I think it's interesting. So the movie wraps up pretty quickly after that, but like yeah. all the OSs leave and uh, Joaquin Phoenix goes back and has a little moment with uh, Amy Adams. It was very interesting. 
I just, I thought it was interesting because after that encounter, like Adam, he kind of, he learns a little bit about himself and he um, writes the letter to Catherine. He's like, Hey, I just thought it was kind of like him saying like, Oh, I can, I can really love Catherine now because I kind of, I forgive her. And even though we're not like partners anymore, like I realize the places where I messed up and he kind of writes her that letter saying like, Hey, I'm for all the hurt we caused each other for all the mistakes I made. Like, Hey, I'm sorry about this. So I thought that was interesting. Like after that relationship, he did like grow a little bit as a person. It was kind of funny. Bailey was like, I just, I want him and Amy Adams to be together. You know what she was saying? Yeah. That's what the, how, that's how the movie should have gone. And then at the very end, like they kind of like lean on each other, which I guess you could take it either way. I didn't take it that they were going to be together, but as soon as they leaned on each other, Bailey said, she deserves better. <laughs> I was like, you just said they should. The problem with the movie was they should have been. It's so funny. <laughs> we should really be together. Like, she deserves better. So yeah. I just, I'm waiting for her to to decide that she can do better than me. Which I mean, it's got to be coming any day now. Yeah, but any day. Well, it's like, it, yeah, it is. I can do better. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like you know they play them up like you know they are that couple that everybody's like. So when are you two getting together? But they're like what you know like they would be like what are you even talking about you know oh, yeah. we've all known those people like, who are like best friends through high school and stuff and like maybe 20 percent right. of the time they get together and maybe half the time there it works out but they're always like it the that tiny 10 percent right is like mm-hmm. you guys are the ones that are killing it all right and the rest of us are just yeah. the rest of us are just npcs in your game all right that's what we are all right yeah and then yeah, uh for sure um but Yeah, I like that's kind of what I I was like, oh, yeah, are they going to get together? But then so I like how they kind of left it open where it's like you could be like, oh, yeah, no, they're together or oh no, they're just there for each other. I do like how they, they played the growth of both of them. Very yeah. similar because she's leaving a. You know, like she got out of a marriage. It wasn't like a toxic marriage. It was just one where, like you said, they were just on different. They had different goals for the life, their lives different. They'd grown apart different and they were just not on the same page for long enough and it drove them yeah. nuts. And that's, you know, hail as old as time, song as old as rhyme. If I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and her coming out of that and him coming, you know, like going through the, his relationship with an AI is very similar because it does feel like the draw, the hook of the movie is like, oh, look, he's in a relationship with an AI. But like, I don't think the story really changes if you like you could easily by rewriting, like, I would say maybe. I don't even know if you how many lines of dialogue you'd have to rewrite. Like, you really only have to give her a different reason for leaving, you know? Yeah. And uh, it would you could just change it to be a person and it's not there's AI has nothing to do with it. And that's one mm-hmm. of the things I really like about the movie is that it's a sci-fi thing where it's like, let's just put well, a sci-fi twist on just a normal relationship story. It could also just be like a long distance relationship. They yeah. can meet online which and like just talk on the phone all the time. Which is something that I feel like has become even more prevalent. People like meeting and dating and like having long relationships completely online is something that's Completely way more distant, prevalent yeah. now than when the movie came out. Where now mm-hmm. it seemed much more like, why would people think this is weird? As much as they do. Yeah. Um, Because it's like, you know, I don't know if you've known people. I've known people who got married where they've only known each other online. You know, and mm-hmm. you're always like, that's not going to work out. But oh, joke's on me. They're just, 
just like people tell me and my wife wouldn't work out. You know, it's like they're still married and they seem happy and they seem like they're doing yeah. good. So, you know, I, yeah. Still just chugging along. Yeah. I, I really like the movie for that aspect of it of like i think there's a lot of truth baked into you know why you can glean out of like the different relationships in it and they i don't know i love good dialogue this movie's all di- it's just constant dialogue for like the whole movie and um i think it's very well written and um it's allegedly charlie kaufman actually helped with parts of the screenplay yeah. and he's written some of my favorite movies some of which are on the cody list so we may was, we may get to him at some point but is he Eternal the one- sunshine of the spotless mind I saw in one of the fun and, um, facts. Um, oh, sorry. Did you even listen? Well, that's a mo- if you like this movie, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind is a great one along the same lines and uh, being John Malkovich as well. Those are mm-hmm. both Charlie Kaufman movies that are excellent, but very like it kind of a trippy premise, but like very well written, kind of weird, kind of out there. But like you can learn a lot about yourself in uh, those movies, I feel. Yeah. Is he the guy that I know I saw one of the fun facts being that uh, he was uh, Mike Jones was struggling to get it all edited down and he gave it to someone else to edit and they came back with like oh, a 90 minute version of it or something. Might have been. It might have been. But yeah, I think the the first cut of this movie was four hours. Yeah. And, and then like, he had the 90 long. minute cut. Someone helps him get. And then he's like, OK, I can split the difference and get like the two hour the two hour 15 or whatever it is yeah of it which i think is interesting because it's like what did what did that guy cut you know i guess there's a lot of like kind of drawn out just kind of ambiance uh scenes that you could easily just Mm -hmm. cut out to make it a lot snappier but i feel like that defeat like you like what i say because i feel like a lot of those like space to like digest what's happened and um and a lot of them are in that like those like dream like you know like fast forward sequences I was talking about. So that would take a lot of that, that feeling out of them that Um, time passing. What's one. I don't know if you saw this fun fact, but they shot this movie with an entirely different actress um, doing all of Samantha's lines. And they were like, all right, nailed it. We did it. She was on set with Joaquin every day. They did all the dialogue together. And then after the, after they shot it all and they were editing it and they're like, eh, something's not quite right. And so, so they're like, uh, Bring in Scarlett and Scarlett just redid Scarlett Johansson redid all of Samantha's lines. And that's what's in the movie today. Yeah. Um, and then the actress, I forget her name, but she's in, she's in a few well-known movies, including minority report. But so she's listed as a producer on the movie, even yeah. though she was like the actress for Samantha for all of the shooting of the movie. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I know her name is Samantha. That's all I know. Cause it's like, that's oh, why. Yeah, and that's why her name's Samantha. Yeah. yeah. Cause all of their but names the are the character's same. Name is Samantha. Um, so I guess, which, they were like, oh, yeah, everybody's got the same first name. You know, everybody's got the same first name. And then you've got like Chris's name is Paul and Catherine's the actress who plays Catherine is Rooney Mara. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not Rooney true, Mara, Spike, what you just said. So, like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you that what you said is not true. Kristen yeah. Wiig is sexy kid. just so you know, I just, yeah, I, just I was going to bring that up to you. Um, so that's a fun fact. And Spike Jones is interesting because he's done a handful of movies, like three to five movies, I would say. But he's done a lot of TV and stuff. And mainly, he got started as a music video guy. He's done music videos for like Weezer and um, some other like very well-known bands. So kind of surprising. But yeah, he's like yeah. a big, he's done like music videos or like extended music videos for Apple and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's done some cool stuff. I, I don't know about you. I personally really like, I find myself really liking the directors who 
got their start and then are even are still like doing the bulk of their work in the music videos. Cause you know, like I really like Guy Ritchie who's really doing a lot of music videos. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's another it's, big one. It's a, it's an older school because it was so rich in the eighties and nineties. Like that was a great way to get started. And now that music videos aren't really a big deal, you don't hear about it as much, but um, David Fincher, he was a music video guy as well. Yeah. That's what he started doing. And that's what got him into feature films. Yeah. Which I feel like, the budget for those music videos is so high, but the mm-hmm. time is so short that it teaches you to like, it's almost like they learn to be much more careful with their shots and not like, and like it's about getting a concept and delivering it yeah. in a short amount of time and like being really concise with that and, and yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, this so. guy did start with a four hour cut of the movie and then I just want to know what the 90 minute cut looks I think it's yeah. interesting that he gave him back because in the, the the one that I read, it was like, he was like, here, take it. And then the guy went off with it, edited it down and came back. Like they didn't sit there next to each other. And then he was like, okay, cool. So then he was able to just kind of add. And then it made it sound like he took that and then just kind of added back in probably those like kind of silent, like dead space, you know, um, to yeah. well, make you feel past the probably, you know, the four hour version probably had a lot more, you know, some additional ups and downs relationship, maybe more like heady ideas. And so, yeah, I can imagine that's what helped him understand like, Oh, right. That's the stuff that isn't needed. So maybe I can fill in the places that are here, but yeah. Or even like, I don't know. It's all speculation. Even if it didn't get like super heady, just being like, all right, maybe we don't need to see their relationship go up and down like seven times, you know, maybe just maybe like we don't need two more you know? audio, audio based sex scenes. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe. Maybe two and a half is enough. Yeah. yeah. I like to think that Samantha was introduced at hour two in that four hour cut. And it's just him being sad for two hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, I think I mentioned Spike Jones did yeah. the the audio for the little video game character, the foul mouth little video game character. Yeah. Um, and I guess he loved that character so much. He would like give direction with that voice. He would just go around all day on set, kind of like uh, Tyler Perry would do with Medea. Yeah. And he'd just be like, all right, this is, I'm talking to people today. And yeah, it's kind of funny. Oh, so yeah. So I've, I hope I've, I've redeemed myself in your eyes by liking this movie this time around. I, look, I, I can appreciate that you sat down and sat through it. Look, it's not. Coding movies are not for the faint of heart always, you know? And so the fact that you sat through it, you know, that means a lot. And I sure didn't mind revisiting it one bit. And it's a good one. Bailey didn't like it. And you know what? That's okay, too. You know? Yeah. I mean, he is skeezy. Can't please like, everyone. Tiffany thought it was interesting. Like, she was able to just kind of enjoy the, the interesting nature of it. I don't think she thought it was mm-hmm. touching or anything. You know, like a sweet relationship story. Yeah. I honestly expected Bailey to like the kind of sweet moments. But there isn't a kiss, yeah. so I guess I see that why that would be an issue. Yeah, she couldn't get the sex scenes were too much for. Her. Um, yeah, because they're not like romantic and, uh, sex scenes; they're like very. It's very yeah. Well, the one is literally just a booty call, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the ones and, with him uh, and Samantha yeah. are very like. It's all. It's very passionate, but not very romantic, you know. Yeah, I yeah, and that's that's kind of funny about his character too. Is like that's his whole thing. Like he writes letters for a living. That like he doesn't really mean that stuff, but he you know. So like yeah, he can he can talk his he can talk a little game. Like he can, yeah. But it's not necessarily like love. I don't know. Um, but I I don't I I don't mind when a movie does that because it's just like I don't know. People out here are awkward. They're weird. Everyone has needs. Some people are freaky, 
you know, they get their freak on. And um, sometimes it's okay to be confronted with that reality. I don't mind it one bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was you know, the awkward expertly. dude with the mustache. He needs love too. Yeah. He needs to be touched. All right. He <laughs> needs intimate moments. And yeah. um, we got to sit there and uh, be there for it, you know? Yeah. I mean, altogether, I thought it was like a, I thought it was a fantastically done movie, you know? Yeah. Versus my, it's quite a feat. I mean, whether or not like, you love the movie, like, it's quite an impressive movie. You're like, oh, this is a pretty smart movie. It's shot beautifully. Like, the actors, I the actors were awesome in this movie. Like, every actor did a great job with their part. So, I mean, at, at a minimum, I think you got to give it up for those aspects, whether or not you liked it. So, with that said, what grade would you give it? Well, as we all know, before I gave it an F, <laughs> even though we didn't officially rate it because there was never like an official podcast on it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Do you have your, your spreadsheet with all the grades pulled up on it? Um, I'm pulling it up right. I'm pulling it up right now. Let me uh, get in front of the microphone. Yeah, I'm working on it. Tell me. And I've, I've got it up. Tell me what, I'm looking, what were the grades for Blade Runner? Ah, uh, man. All right. You're. I just want to, I want to be sure. Did we review Blade Runner? Blade Runner 24-9? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we? Did we not? Have we not done that? Bruh, I don't think we've done it. I don't think it's in the sheet. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, and I'm trying to find her, and I don't know if that's in the sheet either. Well, we never released the podcast, so that makes sense. But I thought I thought I would have still had it in the... Okay, so we did... We do have our grades on her. So if you want to know what you originally rated her, I can tell you. Oh, what did I... What did I give it? Well, do you want to grade it or do you want to know what you graded? Well, tell it me first? what I originally gave it because I I know there's only your two. Your original, your original grade was a D. Oh, a D. Okay. Oh, that's higher than I thought I gave it. And uh, I gave it an A. So now, yeah. having revisited it, what would you say? Well, I stand by what I said, like our last time, where I think it's a very well written movie. I think it's a great movie. I just didn't like it last time, and the big difference is this time I liked it a lot more. I felt like I could relate to um a lot of relationship struggles even though some of them yeah like i'm happy to say a lot of them i haven't dealt with but i was able much more to put myself in the shoes of being in those situations so i felt like i I appreciated a lot more um i think it's a solid a movie which i think even back then if i was like a movie critic reviewing it for like oh will people like this you know I probably would have reviewed it higher, but I just, I was like, I didn't like watching it last time. Whereas this time around, yeah. I liked it. I don't regret not buying it. I, I will say the thing right. that made me say to you, I want to redo it was the, um, the steel book being released for it. And it's yeah. a fantastic looking steel book, which I'm not going to purchase, but it is very pretty. I encourage people yeah. if you like steel books, check it out. You'll want it. All right. You'll want it. It's very pretty. And then the more I thought about the story and the more I lo- watched like clips or something of it, or they would pop up some, you know, or whenever I was looking at the steel books, I was like, you know what? I bet I'm going to like this movie. And so I, 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 yeah. think it's a, I think it's an A. I'll agree with you. I'll agree with wow. past Cody. Well, I'm future Cody. He's sticking with the A as well. I think it's a solid A. Um, it's missing a je ne sais quoi to give it the A plus, but I think it's a solid A. It's a great <laughs> movie. Like you said, I don't, I don't think this is like a highly rewatchable. You got to see it over and over again. But 
I was happy to watch it a second time a few years down the road. And you know what? In four or five years, I would revisit it again. You know? Yeah. It's a good one. And uh, I would recommend people check it out if you're at all interested. And if you can, you know, hold the hand of your loved one as they uncomfortably listen to some intimate moments, even better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It does get weird. It's Joaquin Phoenix. What are you going to do? But, you know, it's the first one. The dead cat one's played for comedy, you know? Yeah, it's very... I mean, it's also like <laughs> I was like, "What the heck? These future ladies are crazy." But I was like, you know, his face. I mean, I mean his remember. face when they hunt when they when she's like, "Oh, that was great." Okay, bye. Yeah, <laughs> his face is like, uh, <laughs> "It's great." Yeah, just him being like, "Oh, he looks like been through." <laughs> but I mean, like, even that was like, uh, you know, we, you you dated as an adult, <laughs> you know what it's like. It's rough out here. There's, yeah. it's like. Well, it's Things like can take a turn. People, you know what? You think you know? you're on the same page, and yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, we have gone down a road that I do not want to be on. We are on the, we are in the same wagon, and I did not, oh, didn't know we were turning down this road. Yeah, but you're in it. You're in it for the long haul, and you're just, you know, next thing you know, you're choking a lady with a dead cat on the nightstand. All right, and there you go. Yeah, it's okay. You know, you got to give a little to get a little. Yeah, I think that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Um, can I, I have one more thought here. Yeah. Hit me with it. Just, you know, as we're closing out here, Cody, on a scale of one to 10, be honest with me. Yeah. How certain were you even the second time watching it? Maybe that when he went up, when he went and knocked on her door at the end of the movie, Amy Adams door, knock, knock, knock. Do you want to come with me? And they went up to the roof. You thought they're about to jump off this roof and uh, kill themselves. <laughs> like what the heck? Oh man. I was like, how dare you do this to me? Spike Jones, you know what you did. You know what you're doing, right? I mean, look, I'm not there with you, but I can see it. You Are know, you, I'm here in my mind's eye. Are you trying to tell me even the first watch? You did, I did not, not for not one think second. You were go- no way. Because they he writes this like hard middle of his letter. personal growth journey. He's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, you finally something and uh we're ready. I'm a better person and I'm sorry. You know, that's like if you filmed a me writing a letter to like someone be like, I'm sorry for all the wrong I've done you. I just hope that you can learn to forgive me. Uh, you know, I'll always <laughs> love you. Put it on the stack of letters and then jump off the balcony. That's like what yeah. you expect me to do next, you know? And they, so he writes that letter, goes up to the other girl. They're both crying. It's sad. It's there. They both lost the only person they've ever really no. cared about. Who wasn't even I think a person. What you're describing is the 90 minute cut. I think <laughs> that was the 90 minute cut of the movie. And he was like, okay, well, now I know what to do. <laughs> now that this lunatic has given me this, the double suicide ending. Like, I think I can write my way into a better version. Yeah, I firmly believe that the original ending of the movie is them and like all the other people in relationships with AIs killing themselves. And then he's like, maybe we shouldn't do that. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> your your girlfriend leaving you doesn't make you kill yourself, dude. Unless you're a deep. I don't think he came across as that deeply sick of a person. But no, yeah. it's like. But it's just like the fact that they go up there and then they're like walk up to the edge of the roof. And I'm just like. Even this time, I'm like, I don't think they, I don't think they jump off the roof. And I was like, 
looking around like, is I about to jump off this roof? Did I forget that they off themselves at the end of this thing? They don't. Spoilers. They survive. It's a great, it's a great movie. Um, it was nominated. It won Best Original Screenplay, the Academy Awards. It was yes. nominated for Best Picture. Um, a nom- nominated for Best Achievement in Music for the score and Best Original Song. Spike Jones wrote the song. It's one of the it's one of the songs that like Samantha allegedly writes, you know? Yeah. And it was nominated for production design as well. I was gonna say, go. how dare it's you don't movie. forget the production Definitely uh Check it out. It won the AFI movie of the year. And everyone knows the AFI is like the cool one. Like Academy Awards, it's all it's all business. You know what I'm saying? It's all out here and it's about how much money you spend and, you know, all that. uh, AFI, they're just doing it for the love of it. You know what I'm saying? What's the AFI? American Film Institute. Oh, if you're looking for good movies, the AFI Top 100. It's the perfect blend of like, oh, it's like indie artsy stuff, but also just like really good, like well done movies that like someone who isn't like super into art movies can enjoy as well. You're talking about AFI. What about the American Comedy Award where it got nominated for all the comedy things? What? (laughs) I don't know. It's a good movie. Can we agree on Can we at least agree on that fact, Cody? I can agree with you. I would give it an A. Oh. Yeah, right. Well, Tyler, want to thank our listeners. Uh, you can share and review us wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us on social media at Opinion Havers as well. And yell at us there and tell us how wrong we are. All right. Until next time, I want you to watch movies and have opinions. You know, to really close the loop, I want to read our description of uh, of the previous time we recorded this episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cody's favorite film of all time. The stars Scarlett Johansson as future Siri and Joaquin Phoenix as himself in a cardigan. Boy, oh boy, did Tyler check out for this one. He is defeated. He may have been on the floor the whole time. Listen and sympathize or don't. Tyler really brought out his inner drama queen. Did I write that? I was going to say, I think I wrote that one. <laughs> I was going to say, I couldn't tell. <laughs> we have officially become one. Well, it's funny because like the first half, I'm like, oh, that's all Tyler. But then by the end, I was like, that sounds like me. <laughs> so yeah. there we go. I feel like you called We've me out. completed the mind melt. You know, yeah, we're here. We're together. We could, we're we one. could champion a, what's it called? What's the big old mecha bot called? Oh, Pacific the, Rim. Pacific Rim? Mm, what's, what's that called? Jaeger. Jaeger. We could be Jaegermeisters together. <gasps>